Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie. It is, his name is indeed Steven Sarkeesian. Man, that's a crazy. His parents didn't do him any favors there. Steven Sarkeesian? Yep. All right, you know what? SS. He, we'll call him Steven yep. until uh, we start liking what we see on offense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, there you go. A um, lot of texts coming in. Appreciate the text on the Specs text line. Um, I li- Oh, man, how about this one? Um, the players only meeting, are they going to have another one of those? Oh, my God, it's a weekly now. Do we have another one? Are we, I mean, are they, they have one at their well, rules. Well, they do, but this loss was different than the other. The other ones was a ton of penalties, a ton of, like, small mental errors. So just some- This was just a bad game plan, drop pat. Like, I don't think it was mental errors so much as you just – Play to, you're just playing to go against it wrong. It didn't change it until way too late. So yeah. no players only meeting, just an offensive. I mean, the players can have a meeting with the coaches. Offensive only meeting. How about <laughs> yeah. Offense yeah. only meeting, something like that? Yeah, someone said Horns players need a weekly recurring players only meeting on their, their Outlook calendar. <laughs> I will say this team obviously doesn't handle par- prosperity really well. Nope. And success really well. We know that, right? Because we all talked about how great they were in the moral victory versus Alabama and then, you know, I think this team may start to believe in some of that hype, and it kind of led to the Texas Tech loss. It's, you mm-hmm. know, too much relaxing, right? Uh, and they, they obviously agreed to that, because that's why they got the players-only meeting after that. And then after the players-only meeting, they beat West, they beat the hell out of West Virginia. They beat the hell out of Oklahoma, and everybody starts talking about, ooh, that, they, they look so good, they look great, they're awesome. They go up to Oklahoma State, and boom. All right, then, right. then we have another players-only meeting um, after that Oklahoma State loss. And then you get the big win over what uh, Iowa State. Get your yep. Iowa State win. You got your K State win at K State. Also big. And everybody said this team finally knows how to close. They finally figured it out. This is maturity. This is growth. This is development. This is evolution. This team has figured it out. They figured out something. The leadership is stepping up. The guys are making plays in clutch moments. Drinking the Kool Aid. Drinking <laughs> the Kool Aid. It was flavor aid. Turns That's out, exactly what it was we like keep getting. Jones, the Jones sound folks had enough. It was flavor aid. It wasn't Kool Aid, guys. That, yeah, we had put way too much sugar in it and it wasn't it wasn't Kool-Aid, turns out. But my, my point is, team they have some success, and then once again we have this showing. Now, by the way, only by the offense, defense. I'm not talking about y'all really. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about the offense pretty much. So defense, y'all can y'all y'all can go party. Yeah. Go do what y'all need y'all to do. Go do what y'all, y'all need to do. Y'all did what y'all did. Uh, and I do like handle that. prosperity though. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? That's that's something big too. Yep. Um, there's a texter I can't find it, but they they did bring up that um, Sark kind of lack lacks uh, desperation. Seems like he lacks desperation to these wins. And I, this is and this is the point I'll make about it. I said this earlier, Harge. Sark, I believe, just psychoanalyzing Sark, he's willing to sacrifice wins today for what he believes is the greater good tomorrow. That's why he's not going to bench uh, Quinn Ewers for Hudson Card. 
He believes that Quinn Ewers needs these growing pains. This is called part of the process. That's not going to happen. And he also, even though he could get a win potentially by making a quarterback move, um, he believes the greater good is more important. So that's why, yeah, you're right. If you believe he's not necessarily desperate for a win, and if he's not desperate for a win today, that means he believes he's got job security. Well, see, that means he's got he, he right. He believes it. this is why. Okay, otherwise, you're desperate for a win. This is why it bothers me about this because you know, as I said earlier, everybody's looking at this eight and four record and thinking that this is gold. Oh, it's an improvement. What you could be ten and two. There hasn't really been a game could be. that you got beat. Well, you you yeah. you you could you should have. You could have. You've given up could've leads. You've had an opportunity to rectify the second half woes because you were trailing for the first time in a long time, heading into halftime. This was this. You were still in the ball game, so you had an opportunity that could have been seized, mm-hmm. and you blew it. You blew it. You blew it offensively, and we can all say it was a terrible game plan. But you know it what? Was a bad game plan. What do you say, Rod? You're a problem solver. You're supposed to solve the problems. You went to halftime, and the adjustments came back to the exact same. What did your tweet say? You you sent out a tweet the other day, and it was basically going back to. I think this is the exa- the game plan was the same as we've seen in a for a whole game. This yeah. was the first time we saw the second half yeah. was this is basically, for a whole game, and the reason it was because he he did, he basically his script was a non factor. Yep. So that's why the whole game basically became, all four quarters became the second half because that's why his second half woes persist and continue because that's Sark off script. Well, yep. now we got Sark pretty much off script after the first three, four drives because it was a bad game plan initially. And that's, you know, as they see Sark, he really struggles to adjust on the fly in that manner. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where. I think for for Texas uh, right now, they got to change the offense a little bit. It it, it doesn't have to change necessarily um, conceptually, but you do need to make it more Quinn Ewers friendly. Yeah. Period. Like it's got to be, and I I know he might think it's a quarterback friendly offense, but it's not Quinn Ewers friendly offense right now. Yeah. So that's, I, I would have to agree with that. Yeah, that's what he's he's got to do. That. Yeah. And I I know there are rumors out there about uh, Xavier Worthy. Um, we're we're you know reaching out to people. I don't know yeah. about all that. So I, I know people are hitting us up on the spec text yeah. line. I know there are rumors out there. That's all I know about them right now. They're rumors. Um, you know, we'll uh, let you know if we know something better than more than that, right. more substantive than that. Uh, okay, let's get to some Cowboys discussion here, gentlemen. Cowboys lose in overtime. To. Yeah, well, <laughs> going from one sad subject to another. Uh, the Cowboys go from I mean, the Cowboys go to overtime and they end up losing to the Green Bay Packers. I think the most uh, surprising, well, I, I can't even say it's really surprising, actually, because we talked about it a lot. Um, but seeing, because we know that Aaron Rodgers has had success versus the Cowboys. Every Cowboys fan tried to tell me. I was wrong. I owe you guys an apology. Y'all said, oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to show up versus the Cowboys. And I said, mm-hmm. he ain't been showing up all year long. He's having his worst season that he's ever had as a starter. They don't have weapons to throw to. He looks like he's getting ready to check out. Uh, they look like a team that doesn't have an identity offensively. You got nothing to worry about. I was wrong. You got a lot to worry about. Aaron freaking Rodgers. Uh, he does own the Cowboys, I guess. Had his best game of the season. 
Um, he was uh, 14 of 20, I think, 146 passer rating, but ended up with three touchdowns, zero interceptions. It's the best he looked all year. And yeah. it was against the Cowboys. And it just so happened it was the guy sitting in the corner, fight or flight. And that's what he did. He wanted to fight. I told you. I said, there's just something about Aaron Rodgers. Every time he sees the Dallas Cowboys and he got a chance to look across the way Mm -hmm. and saw Mike McCarthy over there, and he said, we're playing the worst football that we can possibly play. Let's go out there and let it hang because we don't don't care. We're going to let it go, and that's exactly what they did. You talked about it. What is the Cowboys' weakness? Run defense. Mm -hmm. What did they do? Run the rock. Ran the rock. They ran the rock. And if I'd have told you that one quarterback threw it 46 times and the other one threw it 20, you would have thought it was the Dallas Cowboys with the 20 rushes. I'm with you. I mean, 20 passes and Aaron Rodgers having to throw it that much because his team was behind. Cowboys were up, they were up 14 points and lost the game for the first time ever. In the history of the franchise. In the history of it. Yeah. That's crazy. I can't believe that number. I couldn't 195 <laughs> and 0. Going prior, into Which that. is why I missed a lot of the second, I mean, the fourth quarter because when they were up 28 14, I said, oh, it's over. You're like, I'm, I, I'm taking I, it to the crib. Yeah, I, I, looked, I, I, started, I was out there at, uh, yeah. at the uh, field house having a good time, ended up hanging out with Jorge and uh, Jeremy, some good folks, had a good time out there. And yeah, I missed the, I missed the comeback by the Packers because I was like, oh, Cowboys up 14? Yeah. Nobody ever comes back home. And I was right. In the wind, before baby. I saw that stat. Yeah. <laughs> and then I and then I this morning I'm like, oh damn, that was it was yeah. a once in a lifetime kind of event that happened. So yeah, Cowboys had an epic collapse. Man. They should have they should have been able to close that out, man. Coffee's for closers. Yep. You gotta be able to do it. Yeah. Uh and yeah, it's it's unbelievable because really that was the uh the quote by Michael Parsons was when you have a cockroach uh <laughs> on your on the ground, he was he was comparing Aaron Rodgers and the yep. Packers to a cockroach. He said, You gotta stump on it, you gotta kill it, uh, and have no remorse about it. And literally, they were up 28-14. Why didn't you step on that cockroach and stomp on it, put it in the tissue, stomp it again? You're allowed to climb the walls. And once that cockroach climbs the walls, they got the advantage. They, they got you. Cockroach Rogers, baby. There he was. And Watson, too, by the way. Maybe he is going to be a good player. They thought he was going to be you know, uh, on the struggle bus most of the season. And he has been, actually, on the struggle bus most of the season. And he's, he's a, a rookie, so you know he's still adapting to the NFL. And um, Aaron put him in timeout. And Aaron, Aaron actually, yeah, was hard on him. Yeah, Public, publicly, publicly called him out. Yes, uh, but he balled out, man. First rookie uh, with three receiving touchdowns versus the Cowboys since Randy Moss did it. Oh. Third player this year with a hundred plus receiving yards and three touchdowns in a game. The other two are Stephon Diggs and AJ Brown, and the first Packers rookie with a hundred receiving yards and three touchdowns in a game since Hall of Famer James Lofton in nineteen seventy eight. That boy had himself a day, man. Yeah, showed up. And showed out and was, and was excited about it. And was excited when he was coming across the middle. And he, he even did the one, not two, not three. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? Well, hey, he was right. And you were right because he yeah. got Anthony Brown early. You know, you, you've always been critical oh, of Anthony Brown. Uh, and the Cowboys might have another problem, too. The corner opposite Trevon Diggs might be a problem, guys. It seems Especially to be. Especially with Jordan Lewis out. Yes. I think the cornerback position opposite. I think if I had to power rank the Cowboys' issues, rushing defense, obviously, top of that list. That's the problem. The Green Bay Packers had 207 mm-hmm. rushing yards, 138 by Aaron Jones. Um, so, man, he looked like the Aaron Jones of old. Um, and they were able to run the rock and control the clock. Hell, they had. They started out the game. 
running 12 of their first 16 plays were run plays on the ground. They held the ball for 10 minutes in the first quarter. Man. You knew what they wanted to do. Yeah. In the first half, they had 18 rushes by the end of the first half for 83 yards. They were going to run the rock because they knew that's the Achilles heel of the Cowboys. That's how you take them down because when you run the ball against the Cowboys, this is the key, you take Micah Parsons out of the mm-hmm. game. You take the best pass rusher in the league and turn him into a liability in rush defense. You take the Cowboys' second-best defensive player out of the game because that's Trevon Diggs. Yeah. Take him out of the game now, too. Now, I, not literally, but you know he's basically a non-factor. He's got to be a run defender. Right. I basically, you can make the two best players on the Cowboys' defense liabilities. And that's a problem. Yeah, that's what the run game does. Yeah. So that's why the run game is so effective versus the Cowboys. You know, you want to if you throw the ball versus the Cowboys, you got to go up against their two best players on defense. <laughs> Trevon Diggs, and you got to go up against Michael Parsons rushing the foot, rushing the quarterback. Going at him. But when you run the ball, man, they takes all that out, out of the equation. Because of the weekend that I had this past weekend, Rod, I needed something to help me go to sleep. You know what helped me? <laughs> Nexivo Naturals. I had to take some because my mind was so stressed out and it wouldn't stop racing. <laughs> I was thinking about deep passes. <laughs> I was thinking about crossing routes. I was thinking about why in the world does it take us so long to get the ball to Jordan Whittington? You know what calmed my brain down? Nexivo Naturals. I'd use that triple action CBD for sleep. I had a better night's sleep and I went to sleep fast. First off, I take the fast acting smart sorb CBD to calm my mind. Then I take the fast-acting melatonin to get to sleep. Then I get that controlled release sleep of melatonin and I can stay to sleep longer and wake up refreshed. Nexivo is the only brand that can blend all those ingredients into one product. Try our delicious strawberry-flavored CBD sleep support. The gummies are so money. Make sure you try to figure it out and take some yourself. You can get a better night's rest and be better fresh the next day if you take uh, Nexivo Naturals. For up to 25% off subscription orders of $40 or more, use the promo code HORN at Nexivo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com. Use the promo code HORN. All right, uh, getting back to the Cowboys. Yeah, Mike, like I said, and, and Patrick brought this up earlier. Yo, man, your schedule coming up. No, it's not easy. Just because the, the running backs and the running games you got to face. Gangster. You got Dalvin Cook coming up in week 11, week 12, Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Jonathan Taylor. Yes. And, oh, by the way, he's back. Yeah. Oh, and he showed up yesterday, right? Made, made the Raiders look bad. Made oh, look all well, bad. that ain't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fair. That's fair. Good point there. Uh, Damian Pierce, though, he's a top five uh, rusher right now in the league for the Texans. You had to worry about the Texans, but you got to worry about Damian Pierce. Um, and the Eagles, you got them week 16. Derrick Henry week 17. So you got to worry about the Cowboys' rush defense. And I'm worried about that corner spot opposite yep. of uh, Trevon Diggs. You're right. Anthony Brown wasn't stellar or anything. but I, And then was, he got a concussion. He was out of the game after that. Yeah, he left the game. He was That's somewhat consistent. That's when boss man Fats had to come in there. And Deron Bland. And Deron. Oh, beat. Both yeah, of them beat. That's another thing to worry about if you're a Cowboys fan now because now they got two places to attack that defense. Mm-hmm. That cornerback spot opposite of uh, Trevon Diggs. And Jordan Lewis being out, I think, hurts him a little bit yeah, more than secondary oh, as well. Sure. He, was, he was consistent, man. Very consistent. He's, yeah, he was consistent yeah. in coverage back there. So that's, that's disappointing if you're a Cowboys fan. And the way the NFC is working out, it's just a really tough 
yeah. uh, upside down conference, if you will, because now Minnesota got that big win over the weekend. Yep. So now they're what eight and one now in the NFC. You got an undefeated Eagles team in the NFC that plays tonight. Plays tonight. Yep. You think about that. We'll get into yep. that actually next segment and talk a little bit about that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, the Cowboys they can't afford to lose much ground. No, this is you. You don't yeah. want to fall further into that because the matchups. Yeah. Because the matchups, once you get into the playoffs, you're trying to figure out if you're going to have home field. If you're not, then you're going to have to try to figure out who are we going to be playing against. Oh, and by the way, do they have a good run game? Probably. Probably. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. In the the NFC, chances are, no, they can run the rock, man, right now. So uh, Cowboys still looking pretty good, but I'm with you, Horace. The 48 pass attempts to 31 rushing attempts for the Cowboys when Tony Pollard had a good game. Yes. Right? So you got productivity from Tony Pollard with 22 rushes for 115 yards, and you led the game the majority, if not all, the game. <sighs> right? They, they, they led the whole game. They were up by 14. Yeah. So, yeah, you would think you would run the ball <laughs> more and end up passing the football more, and then Dak ended up with those. Yeah. Uh, Crucial. And untimely interceptions. We knew uh, he was going to have some of those. That's just who he is every once in a while. Yeah, one basically took points off the board. Exactly. Right off the board. That was in the red zone. That was in the red zone. Um, And then the other one was the kind of midfield, I believe. The the one to see. The the one that was, yeah, it looked like he was throwing it to the defensive back. Yeah. He had a a better break on it than. He did. I don't know what. And this was that Dak. He couldn't have been. He had to be thinking that CD was going to cut that underneath, uh, across the face of that defender. Yeah. Because he threw it right at the defender. No doubt. Like he, he I mean, it hit him right in the chest. Right at the safety, and I was like, he yes. must have been thinking he was going to cut across that face. And I think if he had cut across his face, it probably would have been on the money. Yeah. But he went to the post, and it's yeah, a pick. Yeah, I'm not man. Yeah, they got to get that They got to get that handle, miscommunication. But CeeDee Lamb still had uh, 150 yards receiving, two touchdowns. Yeah, he was he was doing his thing. I mean, it was, it was what it was, but come on, man. You got to be better when you have those types of opportunities. You have to take care of the football. You're up 14? You're up 14. Come on, man. And then you create that type of play. Can't do it. Who are you, Steve Sarkeesian? You got to close that out. Thank you. Come on, man. Close it out. Come on, man. That's crazy. Do better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Packers get the win, though. Most of they ran the rock 6.8 yards per rush. They ended up winning against the Cowboys. They got to figure it out. Uh, Didn't mind the 14-3. Uh, call in overtime to go for it. I just didn't like the actual play design. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind him going for it. But I don't yeah. either. Hey, Kellen Moore, and I like Kellen Moore. He's got to have a better play drawn up for the next. Please. Yeah. Please. Uh, uh, we haven't mentioned but big matchup for the uh, the ladies, uh, women's basketball team, Texas women, uh, actually facing UConn up at UConn right now. And the score, UConn up 38-35, yep. one minute left in the second quarter. UConn just went on a little run ah. right here yeah. in and out the half. So Vic Schaefer's going to have a lot of fun to things to say in the locker room. Well, oh, I'm well, sure Texas up? Well, Texas up? And they uh, yeah, run? they're up by a few points. Uh, and, yeah, they're right now they're just UConn's on a run. Okay. There yeah. you go. Uh, big game uh, for the ladies too. Big time. Uh, great. Yeah, this uh, is number three stick. Texas versus number five UConn. So yeah. anytime you have a top five matchup early in the season. Well, and they, you know UConn's UConn, yeah. UConn women. Yeah, I mean they're one of those programs. Uh, they didn't lose for what five years or something. Yeah. I, I honestly, yeah, it's one of those cartoonish, uh, crazy stats. It doesn't. It sounds fake when you talk about yeah. it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean that's one of those iconic programs in women's sports. So uh, good luck to Coach Beard. We'll give you updates uh, all throughout the show before we get out of here. Uh, okay, do we dare talk Texans? Do you even care? You don't even care about the Texans. I mean, it admit you don't give a damn about the Texans. I mean, I do. You do? Because they lost to the Giants. And that's in my division. <laughs> that is true. And they are tanking. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> you're right. That's important because now Philly, uh, basically the Cowboys are two and a half games behind Philly. 
and they're a game behind the Giants now. Yeah. Uh, and I think they're two games behind Minnesota if you want to look at the overall. So, yeah, you're right about that. I guess that does. It uh, does matter. It does matter. And yeah. the Giants, they just ran the rock on them. I mean, we knew that would happen. Uh, Saquon uh, Barkley, um, yeah, he, he's, he's a beast. And they yeah. end up winning. But Texas were in the game. Yep. They were in the game. Uh, As late. usual. They only lost 24 to 16. If you were talking about the culture of the Texans, they're building a good culture, uh, but they're also losing games, and that's what they want to do. They want to tank. Right now, I think they still have the top position in up the, the upcoming draft. So far. So far. Uh, they're trying. Somebody going to let them beat them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we shall see. But uh, it's, it, yeah, it's for the Texans. They battle, though. I will say they, the, the locker room is very, has a very different mindset than the front office. Yeah. Uh, Davis Mills actually had a good game. He was 22 of 37, 319 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, but the talk of the town is Damian Pierce, uh, the rookie, has been fantastic. He is now top five in the NFL in rushing, uh, in rushing yards. Um, and he is uh, only behind Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Dude, you might have a chance to lead the league in rushing as a rookie. Don't get it twisted. He's out there doing what he's supposed to do. You got to look at what everybody else is doing. So if you want to be effective, let him run the ball. You won't. You probably won't win games. So if you want to tank, let him continue to run the ball well, mm-hmm. get his numbers up. That's true. And at least you'll have something to hang your hat on. He was in the rookie of the year conversation. No, this, I mean, it is something to hang your hat on because the Texans were the worst running team in yep. the NFL last year. Correct. Worst rushing team in the league. And now, talking about progress, you have a top five running back, a yep. top five rusher right now on your roster. So not only did your front office succeed by uh, hitting a, you know, a diamond in the rough or hitting that draft pick, I think he was like fourth round, third round, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. mid-round draft pick, uh, but also development has been great because uh, you find a way to utilize this guy as a young and he's uh, obviously uh, showing out for you, paying huge dividends. All right, oh, so yeah. we'll come back. Uh, we'll, ta- we'll talk about college football a little bit, look around the college football week and review that. Also review the Monday night football game tonight. Got the Eagles, the undefeated Eagles in action. We'll do that on the other side. Right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104 Down the Horn. Ball don't lie right here on 104 now on the horn. Smooth Soul Monday. Thanks to my man Patrick. And he wants to uh soothe the tortured soul of sports fans out there whose team might have taken an L over the weekend. And we appreciate it because we needed it this weekend. We needed it real bad, folks. Longhorns took the L. Aggies took the L. Man, Aggies yep. taking a lot of L's actually. Yeah, I was gonna say. So they're not making the bowl game. It's done, right? Done, it's done. Yeah, man. Think about that. Yeah. Think, remember, at the very beginning of the season. Mm. Aggies will rank pretty high. Oh, yeah. They also, Des, Des, uh, Desmond Howard had them in the playoffs. <laughs> I remember that. And now they're not even going to a bowl. So, Longhorn fans, don't get your hopes up about going to the Alamo Bowl or Texas Bowl to play mm. the Texas A&M Aggies. Yep. They will not be going as well. Yeah. Uh, at least now they can start. The process of trying to 
overhaul or repair the program. Mm-hmm. It's obviously the toxic. The, the culture's toxic. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a toxicity there. Just from all the stories we've heard about whatever was happening in the locker room and having to suspend guys for different reasons. Hell, I even saw, did you see the tweet from one of their players about him being basically being not uh, disallowed to play because he was wearing, wearing like sleeves? Yeah. You see, I got to pull this up. I it, saw it. I, saw, I saw did this? see it, too. He was like, for all y'all that are wondering what happened. It was crazy. It was because I was wearing sleeves. No, I'm going to. Yeah, because I, I. It was Muhammad. It, yes. It was I believe you're right. Yes. Yeah. I, I saw the tweet. I was like, is this real? I thought it was fake. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Mushin Moose Muhammad, um, he, he tweeted out, I want to clear the air. Mm-hmm. I was benched for wearing arm sleeves, <laughs> something that my teammates and opponents wear frequently for protection. I apologize to my teammates and fans. And looking forward to getting back on the field. Much love. Hashtag Giggum. Hashtag Aggie Football. Yeah, it wow. made no sense. What? I, I'm, I'm, Makes con- I'm no confused. Sense. It, yeah. that, Wait, so is that a rule? Like NCAA rule? Or is it just I, a... I think it's like try, they were trying to like old school uh, football coaches. We're like, going to go out there and be tough. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's... <laughs> like, oh. That's... That's bad. That's terrible. <laughs> that's bad. But also that apparently there's belief that... Uh, one of the, some of the confrontations, or one of the confrontations between Jimbo and the players, was also about the the young guys and him being more of an old school, overbearing uh, coach. That you're supposed to you're supposed to be sad after losses, certain etiquette that you're supposed to have. These these young players, they're not really like that. Remember, that's what Bo Davis went off about. That's right. At, after the Iowa State game, the guys were laughing and joking on the bus. They're getting in the portal. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. These young guys don't have. Man, I remember we lost. It was it was funeral etiquette. Yeah. Every time you lost, it was a funeral etiquette. Like yeah. you just walk around like you're sad. If you see a coach, put your head down. No real joking. And you know maybe you get closer and closer to the the game week, then you can start joking. But for the most part, it was like a funeral etiquette. That's not the case anymore. These young kids don't mm-hmm. care about. They don't they don't carry that burden of a loss like that anymore. And maybe they shouldn't. By the way, We're talking about mental health. Right. So right, maybe right. they shouldn't be like that. But I think so. apparently Jimbo has worn it so because they've been losing a lot, um, mm-hmm. and he doesn't like the fact that the guys are not taking the L's as hard as he thinks they should. Yeah. You know, he wants yeah. them to carry it. Remember Sark said it today. Carry that burden. Remember Sark said it today about some of the players. Yeah. He said about Overshone and some other they they're like, no, nah, they're they're taking it pretty hard. And I like that. It was him and Bijan. Him and Bijan. I like yeah. that. They're taking that loss hard. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. yeah. Coaches want you to take the loss yeah, hard. No, they they do, yeah. but there's also ways to teach and ways to coach. Yeah. And the wrong way to go to somebody who doesn't care is to yell at them because they normally will just be like, Oh yeah, I'm never listening to anything you say ever again. I'm done. Yeah. I'm checked out. You can't go to someone and go, we're so different. You have to do what I do. They go, cool, I transferred. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm transferring. I'm taking, hey, yeah. I'm taking all your NIL money. I'm leaving. I'm telling the donors I'm leaving because of you. And that- you don't care because you have an $85 million buyout right now. <sighs> so you don't care anymore as Jimbo Fisher. He's like, I can do whatever I want. He can. Because I got like three years before they're really going to think about firing me. I know. Isn't that crazy? So that, there's, there's nobody to check Jimbo right now. Not yeah. for $85 million. No. I mean, $85 million, no. Like, they have the what money. You, I'm not saying they don't have the money to no, do but, it. You, but that's, that's a that's lot very irresponsible, of, yeah. I mean, you're talking yeah. about basically a $120, $140 million commitment yeah. to get rid of him and hire a new coach. And you just extended them, like, last year, yeah. I believe. It no, that was a bad extension. You, yeah. it, it goes back to what you said. Don't have any urgency to win. Mm. You're not desperate enough yeah. to win. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Because if you were, some things would be different. 
He would have had an OC. I know that. But he was asked after the game, Jimbo, with your latest struggles on the offense. The offense is what it is. I mean, you're good. You, Did he with, say that? Oh, yeah. He said football is exactly what it always has wow. been. There's streaks or slants. There's go routes. There's digs. doesn't matter. It's wow. all the same. I'm not hiring an OC. I ain't gonna lie, Sark's offense looked like Jimbo's offense. Actually, it was pretty close. It was pretty close. Yep. Low <laughs> scoring. Maybe Jimbo, maybe Jimbo <laughs> dropped off that, that that dummy script. Maybe it was Jimbo that dropped it off to Sark. <laughs> Sark was like, "Hey, I got a script here. Yeah. You know, that's Jimbo's script there." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's yeah for the Aggies. I, I mean, I know Longhorn fans they enjoy Aggie and Sooner tears. Uh, but yeah, the Aggies are in a really really bad place. And I, you, you you hit the nail on the head there, Patrick. That eighty something million dollar buyout. That gives him at least security for another year or two, because they're just not gonna fire him with that hanging over. Well, that no, number and you over. had the number one recruiting class last year too with Jimbo. So you say, well, if you have this recruiting class and these players are still playing with Jimbo, and we know it's a lot of NIL money, but he will tell you it's him. So, yes. like you, you don't want to necessarily go number one recruiting class, eighty-five million dollar buyout. We've also spent all this money. And we could lose these players now, too, because they'll go like, oh, cool, I already cashed out that first check you wrote me. Yeah. No, you and won't. I'll go transfer somewhere else because they're offering me that money. Oh, man. And that's what's happening, guys. You know, I mean, we even talked about it last year. Uh, hell, X-Men admitted last year that some team tried to uh, recruit him via the transfer portal. Yeah. Offered him, offered him basically a, a seven figures. Yeah, NIL deal, and was like, "Hey, man, you want to come?" And he turned it down. So that's happening. I mean, that's tampering. That's part of it. I it's mean, tampering, that's what it but is. tampering probably is the most violated NCAA rule out there now with the transfer portal. You're almost, you could argue you're not doing your job as a coach if you're not keeping well, up with players it, in that manner. It's, it's not, if it's not a coach either, if it's just a rich dude. Who's yeah, calling you? Right. It, yeah, which I think is it's, they don't it, really perfect, care. They're like, what are you going to do, NCAA? You're right. As long as it's not it's not used as an inducement, which we all know it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as long in, as it's Hey man, if you happen to live your honor, there you go. Your honor, my bad. It's enticement. I like hey, that. Hey sir, if you just happen to live in this particular zip code, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying we can give a sponsor to someone in this zip code. I'm not saying what school you have to go to, but this zip code will be good. For real. It's a way there's a way around it. That's a way there's definitely a way around it. Um, all right. Well, yeah, Aggies obviously on tough times. Um, and we'll talk some more about the Aggies. The Sooners are dealing with tough times too. Mm-hmm. They still got a chance to make a bowl game though. I yeah, they do. Right, they still got a shot. Yeah, I don't know if they outside will. Outside shot. They got they got a shot to make one. But so the Longhorns, I, I and Chad talked about it today, as you know, obviously as unhappy and disappointed as Longhorn fans are right now, yeah, the team is improved. There's no question about mm-hmm. it. Um, but you know, you are the, the product is so inconsistent with Texas. They could be like you said, Harris. They could have double digit wins. They could be one of those teams, man, with double digit wins because they could. They should have beat Bama. They should. Yes. Pre- when you go it, back and look at it, should have beat Oklahoma State. Should have beat Texas Tech. Shouldn't have lost to Tech. Right. But you also probably could have lost Iowa State. That saved you because of a lucky hit. And that K State game, I still will say, if they start Will Howard, and I thought they was, so why I picked K State in that game. I think they'd have beat Texas in that game. Right. They almost came back with Adrian Martinez. Will Howard is eating. Man, he, he ate Baylor up. Just ate him up. As soon as I saw that, ate were, him I, up. Saw, I saw Adrian Martinez take a knee, and he was hurting. I was like, oh, my God, Baylor, you are about to get the wrath because he's, he's mad. He's mad. Because he's mad because he didn't play he against Texas. He thinks he should play. He's like, I'm exactly. better. I'm better now. And exactly. I, I think that will start Will Howard. What next? I don't know what the next game is for K-State. Yeah, they they need victories. They need victories. They do. Yeah, um, yeah. No, nah, and uh, the Big Twelve, man. The Big Twelve is a a wild league. I picked K State in that game. Thought K State would find a way to win that game. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I picked Baylor in that game. Sorry. Yeah. And I th- I thought Baylor would find a way to win a game, and they were 
at home, correct? Bet yeah. was at home in that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. That was they, Waco. In case they did it with the backup again. What? Yeah. And he's he's looking like somebody's starter somewhere. Uh, yeah, no, I I think Will Howell's the real deal. I do. Um, Texas Tech, uh, man, I got to tell you, I thought Texas Tech ended up being a bottom feeder. They found a way to get an impressive win too. Yeah, they went the hard game. in the paint too. So yeah, um, so man, it just it's, there's no easy week really in the Big Twelve, and I think that also uh, it, it has hurt Texas. I guess uh, you also act, you can argue it's helped Texas a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, it, next week against Kansas. Um, I'm, I'm a little concerned. Yep. A little concerned, but Texas should be able to beat Kansas. I'm hearing Jalen Daniels is not coming back, but you, Jason, Jason Bean, yeah, has been. He he's getting comfortable yeah, in the position that it was impressive. once his. He's been impressive. Yeah, he yeah. started last year. Uh, I e Max Duggan. Oh, Max Duggan was a vet that was what, what year is Jason Bean? Jason Bean played last year, remember? I know, but remember Duggan had, Duggan was like he's a, yeah, he's a senior this year. He's yeah, like a third. Yeah, he's yeah. been around a long time. Right, I'll give him that. Um I'm honestly I hate to say this. I'm scared of Lance Lepo's offense. You and me both. Lance Lepo's offense is freaky. You man. and me both. Yeah, it's a it's a very diverse uh multiple option offense. And it it can be mm-hmm. it, it it can be a real uh, mind blank for a linebacker. There's a lot going, a lot to process. But Texas linebackers have been really good so far this yeah, year. Yeah, there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening though. Yeah. You know, you're a quarterback. You see, yeah. it's like man, it's a lot going like, on. What am I doing? Where what? is this going? Tons of misdirection. Yeah. Tons of pre snap motion with RPOs with the zone read options. It's like whoop. Yeah. So for Texas, it's going to be a big week for them. For this defense, though, but they're coming off the best defensive performance they've ever had under Sark. And PK should be proud of himself. GP should be proud. Defense, they should all be walking around with their chest out. But only, I don't want to see regression. No. Right. This is the problem with this Texas team. The Texas offense looks like gangbusters and a juggernaut one game. You're like, I don't know if this offense can be stopped. Right. And then they go into another game, you're like, I don't recognize this offense. Like, what <laughs> the hell is, is this? Yeah, what is this? Did you notice? Did you notice the confidence level in Sark when they asked him about the revenge going to Kansas? And earlier this season, he's like, "Yeah, it's the Oklahoma game. It's like it's the revenge tour." And they're like, "You know, it's a good team. We gotta play them." <laughs> yeah, the revenge tour thing's yep. not happening as it's much. Not, right? It's not happening yeah. there as much. Because yeah, you're right. I guess they because they lost to a couple of teams already. They're supposed to get revenge on. Well, this is the one that I need revenge on. No, we all need revenge we, on I, this. I don't want to have Ooh. this one on the docket. Oh, when I don't everybody want to. I want to be able to eat at Applebee's again, man. I can't we can lose again. Exactly. I got an NIL deal from Applebee's off Texas. And wow. just remember the running back, Devin Neal, this past week against Texas Tech. Come on. He had 190 yards on the ground on 24 carries. And Texas Tech's defense is not terrible. And Texas Tech won the game 43-28. to 28. Yeah, Texas defense isn't terrible. So oh. just so you know, pay attention to that guy. You need to know about number four. You, you, be, I think you remember him from last year, too. It'll be a sellout, too, for Kansas, I believe. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Do we know? Rushing the field no, game again. Oh, they're trying to rush the field. Oh, my gosh. Do we know what the weather's going to be like up there in Kansas? Cold. Yeah. You was, know that. Yeah. Cold. All right. Well, we know how to win road games. It's pretty simple. You just slather that thing in Bijan and um, mm. ride Bijan and Rojo. Okay. They should have close to 40 carries between them. Between the two of them, I if they that, don't, that's your you. You know why they lost. You remember what we talked about a little while ago? If you were to see a quarterback throw it forty times versus twenty times, who would you think it would be? It best be twenty times 
Chuck Quinn, yours. I agree. If not, we're going to keep calling him Steven. Exactly. Steven, you don't get Sark back. <laughs> you do not get Sark back until we see an offensive performance worthy of calling him Sark. Come on. He will be Steven all this week. Come on. Okay? All right. All right. Steven, no, 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 that is that's, that's, that's your name. It's a government it's, it's name. Your, it's your God-given it's name. It's your government name. It's on your damn birth certificate, yes, Steven. Yes, sir. So, yeah, we'll call him Steven for this week, and then once we score at least – 30 points. All right, then we can call him Sark again. we score points on the <laughs> offensive side of the ball? They got three. They got three. I need Sam. I know. All right, we'll come <laughs> back. Uh, we'll wrap it up. Put it up and let you know what's on tap right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful night. Pop a top again. you mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's that is... Pop a top again. All right, welcome back to Bottom Online right here on 104.9. Before we get out of here and let you know what's on tap, uh, we didn't get into it because, honestly, it is just uh, too deep and uh, it's too heartbreaking and tragic to really even talk about. But yep. uh, what's happening in Virginia, um, words cannot express. It is unfathomable. That is just horrible. Yep. And I, I'm praying for the entire community, praying for the families and the friends. I cannot imagine that. I probably couldn't even talk about that without crying on air. Right, so, right. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's really tough. It's sorry. So I throw some prayers with those folks, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. What you got on tap for tonight? I'm gonna watch this game tonight. I want to see if this Philadelphia Eagle team can continue their run. It's a divisional game, so the Cowboys need a little help. They need a little love. Yeah. yeah from I'm the watching, Commanders. I'm watching Monday Night Football tonight as well. Uh, oh, what you got tonight, Patrick? What's going on with you, brother? Insin serious tonight, yeah. but we're back to nine o'clock because uh, Coach's Show with Chris Beard special episode tonight at seven. Soccer matters at eight. Into series tonight. Got it. You don't need to go anywhere. Keep it right here. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.